Hi, Moonies. Welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with LaShawn Colvin. She's an artist, creator of the Matches with Girl comic book series, Beautiful Soldiers, which just launched a Kickstarter, so just check, so check that out, and is the first Black woman to own a comic book shop in the South. That is mm. epic. Hey, LaShawn. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my goodness. Hi. intro. <laughs> yeah, you know, been doing this for a little while now, getting better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it helps too that you just have like so much. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Busy. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, I'm really kind of just kind of still taking everything in that is going mm-hmm. on in my life. Everything that's happening from uh my whole comic book career to beautiful soldiers to the store and also. Mm-hmm. Some of the big future plans that I have coming up as well. Ooh, I like future plans. We'll talk about that yes. later. Oh. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, busy. <laughs> yes, very busy. I, but you know, I, I, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, yeah. this is just really what I live for. You know, I'm, I'm a Capricorn. And mm-hmm. if anybody who's like into astrology, like Capricorns, we are goal setters and we are loners and we also drive on career. So this is just like totally like fuel to the fire for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you're on the right path. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So before we get into all your projects, I'd like to start off with a little Sailor Moon talk. Okay, of course. Um, so uh, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? <sighs> My first memory is, I remember the, the episode, the first episode I ever seen. It was, I was, this was back when Sailor Moon was coming on USA. And mm. um, it came on only on one day a week, which was Saturday, Saturday mornings. And the episode that, how I ended up finding out about it was um, somebody that I went to school with had told me about it. And it was like, you got to watch this cartoon. I didn't know what it was at the time. I thought I just thought it was a cartoon. Sailor Moon, like many of us, was the introduction to anime here in the States. So um, I remember... I turned on, I woke up like at 8 o'clock because it was like at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and I got up and it was the episode where, um, I I don't want to say it, but Serena, you know, I like to go by yeah, the original. Fine. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, we switch it up. Okay, cool. So Serena, it was an episode where she, um, she was, it was the, um, it was the Alan and Ann arc, the Doom oh, Tree, yeah, the Doom yeah. Tree arc, mm-hmm. and it was an episode where all the girls had lost their memories, their powers. Well, not um, and Sailor Moon was kind of um, fighting the um, her and her family were going on like uh, what you call it when you shoot in somebody like a VR or oh yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah it was that episode. And right. um, the other Sailor Guardians had ended up getting their memories back because, um, you know, they basically had natural instincts to help in Sailor Moon. So, 
that was my intro into Sailor Moon. Oh, that's a great episode to it, start with. It was. I was. I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, because it's yes. kind of cool. Because it's kind of like you're getting an introduction to all the characters again, but you're kind of like in the middle of the action still. Without like that introductory, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly. a really cool episode to start off with. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too, especially because I think that's when she's like in the booth with. Uh, I think it's Darian and Darian. Like, Are you on a date? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, No, yes. what? Uh, <laughs> yes, maybe no, not really. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and the dad just yeah. kept popping up. Like, what is you mm-hmm. know? He was not here for it. No, understandably so. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Um, we kind of talked about this, but like, how did you feel? Like, what were you thinking when like you first saw? Like the characters and like the transformations. I remember when I saw the intro and I always had this thing of, oh, I got to see, I just got to see, you know, who my favorite character is going to be. You know, I have a connection. Mm-hmm. I have this bond, this, this, this mental chemistry of when I see like intros to animes or intros to TV shows and I just see a particular, a particular character in the intro, I get this, this sense that, Oh, that's my character. And I remember when I was uh, watching the intro and you know, they get to the part where they say sailor, sailor Venus. Mm-hmm. Ah! And when they said her name, <laughs> sailor Mercury. Yeah. When they were saying all the girls names and stuff yeah. and, um, for some reason, I don't know why it did this, but after it showed that episode, right, it cut all the way back to the very be- first episode um, where Sailor Moon became Sailor Moon. And oh. so I remember when I saw the intro, I fell in love with Sailor Venus. Like, I just knew that she was my soldier. Like, she was my character. And... <clears throat> I was so excited to see her. And I remember at the time as I was watching it, I was like, dang, like, this girl is taking forever to come on the show. They are teasing me in this intro (laughs) with this crescent beam. And, but where is she? And, you know, and then for a time, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with Jupiter. And then when Jupiter came, I did kind of like her a little bit, but, Every time they would play that that theme song, and I kept seeing how cool Venus looked, I just kept going back to her. So, <laughs> That's so funny, man. Yes. Yeah, you really chose the wrong scout to that, you know, because she shows up so late. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Oh, that's awesome though. What is it about Venus um, that you love so much? <sighs> I think at the time, what I was really loving was her hair mm-hmm. and how when in the in, in the intro, she was always so she got she was shown the less, but looked to me the coolest, mm-hmm. especially that last pose when it right when it cut to the title card and she had her mm-hmm. hand up and she was like real diva fied looking. I was like, oh, yes, I'm here for it. 
And now, this keep in mind, I had never seen anime, had never read manga, um, and I I never seen Venus. I had seen all the other girls except for Venus, and um, I just kept loving how she looked on the intro. The, the little time that they did show her, I loved how she just looked just so cool to me. I Stella Venus is like my favorite anime character. I love her to death. Yeah, she is really great. I love her too. She is a she's really, really great. I think, you know, I think in anime they have like a best girl and I feel like she's the best girl of Sailor Moon. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I kind of, now if I were to say what I liked about Venus like today, as far as mm-hmm. um, knowing everything there is to know about her, it just amps mm-hmm. it up to like a hundred folds because I mean she's the original you know she is she, it, she she is the leader she's you know just everything there is to love about Venus I just love her to death she especially in the manga oh my god she is just so cool in the manga she's so assertive she's so um she's she's demanding when it comes to her soldier part she you know knows what to do in battle she i mean she just just oh i just love her to death and i can go on and on and on let me let you go to the, <laughs> go to the next one girl i will go on listen i love venus i love all the girls don't get me wrong I, i'm the type i'm one of those moonies that love every single one of them girls to death you know but of course like 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 me, we, we all have our favorites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes all the sense. And, like, this is the podcast where you can go on and on and on as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, but I good. Get, you know. I know. Uh, good. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. If you can't do it anywhere, you can do it here. Okay, but, good. Yeah, if it's, you know, Sailor Moon, it's never, never enough. But um, I do want to talk about your comic book series, though, because that's really exciting. Okay. You have your own Magical Girl series coming yeah. out um, with its Kickstarter out now. Um, so what's it about? Like, tell me a little bit about it. Who are the characters? Like, okay. How did you come up with this idea? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Beautiful Soldiers is about four young girls, young women, who are descendants of an elemental race. They are half elemental, half human. And they are uh, basically being trained by their full-blooded elemental adoptive mother and trainer, Headmistress. And basically, Headmistress is training these young women to learn how to use their powers, uh, become soldiers, fight evil, as well as find the very powerful fifth element and when you talk about when we talk about the fifth element the fifth element is supposed to be on the power level of god creating life death uh evolution it's it's the omni power it is the most powerful thing in the world in the universe and the beautiful soldiers have to find this element before the full-blooded elementals get to it first the full the, the the elemental race is a I don't want to say an evil race 
but they're from a planet called Tzion 00T2. And the way that planet operates is that it needs resources from other planets and other beings to sustain itself. So the elementals are constantly traveling the universe and the galaxies looking for other planets that are inhabited so they can steal and take the resources from that planet to bring back to their own. So, um, the, uh, the beautiful soldiers, that's why the beautiful soldiers are trying to find the fifth element, because if, if the elementals get that power, which it used to be theirs, that was their power. Um, but, uh, uh, before the beautiful soldiers were born, uh, the elementals, whenever they, whenever they ready to take over another planet, they scout other planets, right? They'll send a team to scout that planet. And that's what they did with the earth. They send a small team to scout the earth and uh, that that scout team took the fifth element with them to earth. But something happened without, without spoiling the book. Something happened when the scout was on earth, which led to the beautiful soldiers being born and which led to the elementals losing the fifth element and it's being, and it got lost. So that's why they're, that's the whole reason they're coming to the earth anyway, is to find that power and get it back. But the beautiful soldiers have to get to it first. Oh, I love yeah. that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. I love how you say something happened. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, something happened without spoiling it that right. <laughs> uh, that that they lost that power that that mm-hmm. fifth element so right. yes mm, i'm glad cool. you like it pretty cool i do yeah I'm, i've been really excited for this for a really long time so i'm really ex- I'm, I'm already like thank you thank you I'm i have been sorry. working on beautiful soldiers for eight years and mm-hmm. the inspiration and the um what inspired me to do Beautiful Soldiers was Sailor Moon. And a lot of my fellow Moonies, if you read Beautiful Soldiers, you will see the hints and the inspirations and, oh, I know where she got that from. Or I know that that's a shout out to such and such. And, you know, I, I have so many little Easter eggs of Sailor Moon uh, shout outs that I've incorporated in Beautiful Soldiers and, the title, the title of night, Amuni will catch that name. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, it reminds me of like the pretty guardian soldiers. Yes. yes. <laughs> pretty soldiers. Yeah. Yes, yes. The name, yes. I It, it was inspired by Sailor Moon. However, mm-hmm. um, eight years ago when I created Beautiful Soldiers, they were not called the Beautiful Soldiers. They were called the Four Elements. But when mm-hmm. I tried to get it copyrighted and trademarked, that name was taken which um, led me going back to the drawing board and trying to figure out another name. And that's where beautiful, because um, the girls are very beautiful, and soldiers, because they are warriors. They're soldiers. I love that. That's what I love about, you know, this concept and Sailor Moon is, you know, the idea that someone can be both, you know. Yes. Yes. Especially, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, showcasing uh, females in in pop culture or females in you know 
action or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, um, it's nice that you can kind of put that spin on, on titles or on that character, you know? Mm. So it's just, um, it was very, it was very important for me when I was, uh, thinking of beautiful soldiers and and trying to build the foundation for it to give it that um give give the girls that respect of they're beautiful they're powerful they are soldiers they are warriors they you know they're a lot of things so um and then another thing also my mom she was a retired army as well Hmm. so i was really happy that that name also can reflect to just women in the real world right. being soldiers, being in being in the military and being beautiful. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's beautiful. That is a nice I like that touch. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Um tell me a little bit about the characters too. So there's four women who are yes. Um well there's Tara. She is the Earth uh, beautiful soldier. Uh, she is also the leader. Um, she is basically, I gave Tara is the reflection of me, uh, my personality. Um, she's an all around character. She can be nerdy. She can be serious. She can be fun. She can be, um, dramatic. She can be glamorous, all of that. But when it comes to her, her work and her duty as being a beautiful soldier, she takes that very serious because uh, she's the leader and, you know, she has to lead these girls. And in the book, throughout throughout the book, you will see Tara struggles with that. She struggles with um, being a successful leader, leading her team to success. Is she good enough? She questions that all the time. And you will see that in the book. And then um, next we have Cassie. Uh, Cassie is the heir of Beautiful Soldier. She is the all-around typical Valley girl, California Valley girl. She uh, is very down-to-earth, does not take anything... Well, she takes things serious when she needs to, Uh, but she's the one who's very motherly uh, for the team. She's the one who always makes sure she keeps a smile on everyone's faces. And sometimes she'll even put everybody else's feelings before her own. And um, one thing that you will also notice with Cassie in the book is that she's very driven as far as being there for her team and sometimes neglecting her own, her own well-being. So you will see that as well with her. Uh, next, we have Kasumi. Kasumi is fire, a beautiful soldier. Um, she is the serious one. She's the one who is all about business. No no joking around. No time for playing. She takes her role as being a beautiful soldier very serious. And she tra- takes her training even more serious. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt that her earth... Her earth parent, not her beautiful soldier parent, but her earth side of her parent, her father, was a ninja. So she's a, also a female kunoichi. And um, in the book, you will see she struggles with being a beautiful soldier with her girls, her team, and also her father kind of getting on her nerves and pestering her into letting that go and taking up the duties of 
of her clan, her ninja clan. Um, and she battles with that, you know, because, you know, she, with, with battling with that, with her father, she has daddy issues. Do you see the throwback that I just gave? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So you see, you see the shot out there? Yeah, I see see it. parallel <laughs> yes so um see the, the moonies will see that okay yeah i see what she did so um yeah she battles with that with her father which leads to her she kasumi does not like men she hates men period and um so next we have powwow Pow Wow is water of beautiful soldier. She is the playful one. She is the just the fun one. She's very nerdy. She's very playful. She's like the class clown. She does not take her duties of being a beautiful, beautiful soldier serious at all. She just kind of rather go play video games than worry about having to deal with anything dealing with the fifth element or a beautiful soldier. However, what she does lack in uh in uh discipline, she more than makes up for in determination. In the book you will see that even though she plays around and she doesn't take her roles as serious, when it comes down to it, she is when she's in the heart of battle, there is no other soldier you won't stand standing beside you but powwow because she takes that very serious when it comes to being in the heat of battle and determination. So I think I did very well with portraying her with that. And um, one thing also about the girls is that um, my my beautiful soldiers are multiracial. So Tara, the leader, she's black. Cassie, um, the Valley Girl. Air is uh, white, Kasumi is Japanese, and Pow Wow is Native American. Mm. That's cool. I love how you, um, like, each of them are kind of tied to their elemental a little bit. So, like, Tara kind of seems, like, a little grounded, and Cassie feels like she has, like, this breezy persona. Yeah. Kasume is obviously, like, very, like... Hot-headed. Fiery, hot-headed, yeah. yeah. And then, like, Pao seems to be, like, very, like, chill. <laughs> like, no. Yes. And, um, what's the word? Malleable, I guess. Yes, very. Yeah, I, um, I definitely wanted to kind of make sure that with their elements, they, their personalities did show. And, um, it was also very important to me to make sure that, it was also very important to me to make sure that, um, with with headmistress, you know mm-hmm. she's she's a full blooded elemental, which you know without spoiling the story, you would think that she, since she's full blooded, the girls are hybrid. They're not. They're half elemental, half human. Headmistress is full blooded. Why is head headmistress not trying to kill them to get the fifth element? You know, since she's mm-hmm. an elemental, she should be trying to get that power. But in the story, you will find out why she's not against the girls with the other with the other elemental rights right oh okay yes sounds good thank you thank you thank you
And is powwow like the same as like, I know like Native American gatherings, I think are called powwows. Is that what that derives from or is it spelled differently? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's spelled P-A-U-W-A-U. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, um, she's, she is a part of a, um, uh, uh, an Indian clan. She's a Chippewa Indian. So Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that with, um, the, with with the races and the cultures of of everybody of, of all the girls' ethnicities, I try very much to to be to honor that and make sure that you know I'm I'm being authentic to the characters. Right. Uh, I will say this: Tara is my most popular character. Mm-hmm. However, she gets the most backlash. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, I, I, I hate it because, you know, honestly, I hate it because, you know, a lot of, because she's black, but when you see her character and for, for as long as I've been creating her, I have always gotten this. She's not black enough. Mm. Yeah. So it's just kind of. I'm always constantly fighting that 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 battle because Tara is not dark enough or her hair is not the typical kinky curly hair or it's not the Afrocentric hair. You know, she does kind of have straighter hair. Uh, Tara was born in, she's, she has a very uh, exotic skin tone because she was born in the islands, the, the, the Virgin Islands. So she's... Um, she does have some uh features, you know, some island features a little. So I'm constantly getting a little <laughs> a little kind of like mm, she's not black enough. But I she's still the most popular one though. I say that. People still tend to focus on her, even though she gets the most the most the most shade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that the idea of someone not being black enough based on their skin tone is definitely not great. But you, but um, girl, yeah. you know what? The thing that people need to understand is mm-hmm. black comes. The one thing that is so beautiful about black people is that mm-hmm. we come in all shades. You mm-hmm. know, all shades. There, women come in all shades from light to dark and Tara's not light skin she's like a mm-hmm. a nice good decent brown or lighter shade brown but I have mm-hmm. another character named Nina that I've recently unveiled because Nina makes a cameo appearance in the book mm-hmm. and she is she's black and I and uh she is you know she has very kinky kinky afrocentric hair um she's darker than tara and she's one of the side characters without talking too much about her nina plays a really really big role in beautiful soldiers and i think people will understand why i did not make tara you know the darker one because i wanted to i i have a reason for why you know i did that and nina people will see that with nina 
I'll look forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all sounds interesting to me. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that uh, definitely. If you're black, you're black. But, um, yeah, you know, you know, I and, I, and, and I get with with where we are right now in the world, you know, with mm-hmm. representation matters, and it does. Right. And a lot of people are really screaming for um for darker skin representation. Darker skin, yes, mm-hmm. representation amongst darker skin women as well too. And I'm all mm-hmm. for that too. So, right. um, but one thing that I as a creator and as an artist that I want to be is authentic and I don't want to just do fan service and just do it just because, you know, that's what I like, for example, with the Batgirl, the new Batgirl that they've shown for the, the or the Batwoman, the new Batwoman for the, the TV show that they, that's out, right? I think Batwoman, yeah. Yeah. I am not really necessarily a fan of that because I feel like, um, for me, being being a black woman and being black, period, I feel like we deserve to have our own original character. Like, don't base it off of just something that's already been established, and especially like a, 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 a whiter counterpart. Like, give us a, our own character. Like, create a character that could be just as good, if not better, you know, that is... That was already black from the beginning, and not based off another established white or white counterpart. And it don't even have to be ca- ca- color. I'm I'm like that when it comes to uh women character. Period. Don't base a woman off a male counterpart. I just don't like that. I've never been a fan of that, honestly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I get it. what you're saying. I I always understand both sides of that because I do want us to have original characters, but it's. I think it's so much harder to push for new characters and you know I, I'm always like let's get representation wherever we can like you want to make that woman black I'm down for it you want to show introduce a new character who's black I'm down for it like, <laughs> like either way I just want more black people on my tv screen and in my yeah. books <laughs> yeah I, I I agree with you totally I, I do, and I get that part too um right. I just think that when it comes to that, like, I, I don't know. I guess, like you said, it. it I'm, I'm like that too. I, we need more characters. Period. You know, I get that. I do. I do. I get it. I get what you're saying, though. Like, it is frustrating that, you know, it it it, it, to, it could it be a little. Way. It does. Yeah. It could be a little frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when, when all of the when you watch a show and all the characters are one color but you you know you're obviously lacking a Mm -hmm. particular show it could be you know so i'm with you on that too yeah yeah i get it both ways also but um i imagine these are the kind of uh debates you might be having at your comic book shop (laughs) <laughs> it is it is uh yeah. I, I will say this my store in my city has already because it's two it's like two or three other comic stores in my city i'm like the mm-hmm. third one and my store has already been uh quoted and uh known by the customer as the cu- by the customers as having the best black selection to go to mm-hmm. I'll, when I tell you so many 
so many black people have been coming to the store to support it. Anybody who say black people don't support black owned businesses, I'm going to check them right now and know that is not true. When I say I've been having black people come from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, just to come and check out my store. It's wow. been it's been the most beautiful experience, the most beautiful thing to see them uh, supporting the store. And I just last week I had a woman who called me from uh, from Mississippi, and I'm in Montgomery, Alabama, and mm-hmm. she called because she said her her son and her husband were going to travel to see the store because they heard about it on the news way in Mississippi, and so um. They came and they came, and it was it was really nice to 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 experience that, and um, I just really kind of um, I really kind of like the fact that everybody kind of think looks at my store as the go to store to get a comic book that features black characters. Yeah, no, I I love that too. It's so true. Like black people will support black owned businesses. Like I'm already like trying to plan how I'm going to like make a trip out of going to Montgomery, (laughs) Alabama, (laughs) so I can come visit your shop because I've only been once and it was um, on my way to New Orleans. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It wasn't wasn't Montgomery. It wasn't Montgomery. But no, that was years ago. So I'm just like, how am I going to get like when like you know like I need a I need to plan a trip out there just so I can come to your comic book shop. Oh, you know what I would. Oh my god, I would love that. That would be like really cool mm-hmm. to be able just to see you in person. Yeah. Yes, do it. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so many plans for next year. <laughs> I'm hoping that they just open up the cons again. Oh, how mm-hmm. do you? I'm just ready. I'm so ready. When I tell you, I'm so ready to go to a comic convention. I, I miss Same. it so much. Uh, me too. Yes. Me too. I was really looking forward to con season this year, especially with the podcast. I was like, I'm going to meet so much Sailor Moon fans. Like, this is going to be awesome. But, you know, <laughs> 2020 had other plans. It did, didn't it? Uh, they tri- mm-hmm. 2020 is really tripping. Yeah. So, what inspired you to open a comic book store? And it's Comics and Geeks, a beverage lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you know you're going to be the first black woman in the South to, to have a comic book store when you did this? Honestly, um, what what inspired me to well, so what inspired me to open up a comic book store was I've been in the comic book industry now since 2014, and I have I have I started out as an artist. You know, I'm a I'm a comic book artist. I was working on uh, a portfolio for a DC Comics editor to uh, possibly get some type of work on the Wonder Woman book with DC, and it was a woman at the time who ended up telling me about. She was like, "Well, I think it's really good you trying to get your portfolio together, but what about creating your own story?" And then. I love beautiful soldiers. Even though I always wanted to create my own stuff, I just it in the back of my hand. It was always just like in the back of my hand, and it wasn't until I had that really serious talk with 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 that lady that I took it serious. And I started as an artist in 2014, and then a couple of years later, I ended up transitioning to being an editor, 
a comic book editor. A year later after that, the publisher I worked for ended up promoting me to editor-in-chief, and I was over numerous books. And then after that, I thought of, okay, I don't want to be stagnant in this industry. I'm really trying to be a threat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um Beautiful Soldiers was still doing good. I was still building my following and getting pe- more people noticing noticing it as I was promoting the art and, and the pages. But I still needed to do something else. Um, and then fast forward to this year. Um, I, I always wanted to do a store. But what pushed me was when my mama passed in April. She died, she died in a house fire. And um, I, when she passed away, I did not want to just wait any anymore. Um, I saw her Saturday, and I was supposed to see her that Sunday. I was supposed to come right back to her house and see her Sunday. We were going to cook out and fry some fish and hang out and watch movies. And little did I know when I walked out of her, her house and told her I love her and I see her that that was going to be the last time I would ever see her again. And that's when I realized that we get into this mode where, we, where we'll say, I'll take that trip later. Or I'll buy that new car next year. But we not we're not promised tomorrow. And people kept saying, oh, well, the corona is, you know, the corona, I think you should wait. And I'm like, no. If anything, if my mama death taught me anything, time don't wait on nobody. And Mm -hmm. I said, I need to do this now. If I follow my face, I follow my face. But at least I can say that I tried. So fast forward to today and I have the store. And um, I didn't, to answer your other question, I did not know that. I would be the first woman in the South to open the store. I knew about Ariel Johnson. I knew that mm-hmm. she was because I I when when she got national attention when her store yeah. opened in 2015. She was on Ebony. She was on Jet. She was on a lot of publications, media. She got good media coverage for her store. So she was an inspiration for me being the first woman on the East Coast. And I think she's the first woman, period, black black woman, period, to open a store in, in the country. And I didn't know that I was the first until one of my followers inboxed me and said, LaShawn, do you know you're the first black woman to open a comic book store in the South. And I didn't know. And when they told me that, I I was like, no, I'm not. But girl, <laughs> I did my research and I looked and I looked and I, I, I think I even contacted uh, some people in the industry just to verify. And mm-hmm. I was. And I'm, I'm the second black woman overall. Yes. So I'm 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 honestly I'm still taking that part in just to, just to be able to say like I'm a I made history, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So sweet. What can happen? You take a little leap of faith. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I never doubt I'm 
from the very beginning when I got in the comics. I never doubted myself. I never doubted anything that I was that I could accomplish because I didn't have a choice. I was a manager at Walmart. And I, I was a manager at Walmart for six years. And I hated my job. I hated it. I was not happy. I was, I, I, sometimes I would get depressed and I'd be like, you know, I got all this talent. I could draw my ass off. But this is what my life is going to be. And I just was like, no, comics is going to be my way out. It, I, didn't, I was not going to take no for an answer. And I don't tell a lot of people this, and a lot of people do not know this, but I'll, I'll reveal this here with you. Um, before my mama died and I bought my house this year, I was living in my apartment. I don't have any children and I don't got a man. So it's just me and my dog, Zena. And for three years, for three years I was in my apartment. I didn't have any hot water. And I didn't have any gas. And it was not because I couldn't pay my bill. Because I could. I could pay to get hot water and gas and all of that. But that was a choice that I decided to make. Because I wanted to make sure I had more money to pay my artists that was drawing these beautiful pages of beautiful soldiers for me and work and all of these mainstream people that I'm working with. I wanted to have more money to put towards my dream. And I remember every day getting up and like talking about it now and just seeing like where I came makes me a little emotional. So I do apologize, but no, I remember, I remember so many days where I wanted to just be like this isn't working nobody is going to read this book nobody's going to care I'm doing this for myself why am I doing this having to boil my hot water on the stove and when it would be winters I would just get a little heater from Walmart and put it by my bed just so I can not be cold and I remember I was just so sad and I was like this is never going to pay off and I'm just doing this for my health and I'm like and I would ask myself why are you doing this why nobody is going to care and I remember that I just I didn't I, I would not let the thoughts get in my head and I was like this is going to pay off it has to there is no choice there is no cho- no other choice and I pushed and pushed for three years and um and I'm so proud of myself that I stuck with it because my life has changed completely now all of the, the recognition that people are giving me and all of the interviews and all of the the constant messages and the constant, I love what you do. I love Beautiful Soldiers. I can't wait for it to come out. Just all of that means the world to me. And it lets me know that everything that I went through was not for nothing. I'm so sorry to be breaking down like this. 
it just was a little it's just very over overwhelming mm-hmm. you know <laughs> just remembering just like i literally just remembered those nights mm-hmm. and um yes. a lot of people don't know to get to where you are or to get to that level or whatever level you're trying to get at there is so many sacrifices that you have to make and that was one of mine damn that's so heart-wrenching but like so inspiring like to see where you are now like the sacrifices you made just because you had like faith in your dreams and like and you were right (laughs) you know (laughs) you were right like look at you now like you like first black woman to own a comic book shop in the south like making history (laughs) kickstarters out like you about to publish your own comic book like yes you're living the dream (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you um and uh, listeners i'm so sorry here i am getting all emotional (laughs) and shit i'm so sorry oh you are perfectly fine never apologize for feeling your feelings i mean especially on this podcast like you know Usagi was quick to cry, so no judgment at all. <laughs> I'm over here getting misty eyed myself. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel better because if yeah. Usagi would, she would cry with me too. So okay, she would definitely cry with you. I think Venus would cry with you too. Probably, probably Jupiter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I can't hug you right now, but you know, I'm giving you a hug over. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm hugging you back. Yay. It was um, <laughs> it was. Just, I I just uh, I just look back mm-hmm. on it, and mm-hmm. I just hope that people um pledge to the Kickstarter, and yeah. uh and and see the passion of my work. And see the love that I put into it because I put a lot of love in it. And you like you mentioned this too, like just collaborating with so many amazing artists. Like, how's that? Yes. Oh my god! And just say yes and Uh, want to be a part of your project. It has been one of the best experiences of my whole comic book career. Like working with Kanan White. And, you know, uh, for people who don't know, Kanan White was the artist on Niobe. She is deaf. Mm-hmm. And working with uh, Hendry Preset. Yeah, he was the artist on the Power Ranger book with Boom Studios. And uh, uh, my colorist, Sebastian Chen, is really killing it in the industry right now. He's working with DC. He's working with Marvel. He's on the Amazing Spider-Man book. He's on X-Men. He's just, oh my God, he's on so many books. Um, Working with my main artist, Iwan Aziz. He is a huge artist with DreamWorks Animation. And um, just, oh my God, like, and then the other day, getting shares and I got a share from Gail Simone. Lord oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gail so actually, I was on live. I was on Facebook Live like a a a few weeks ago. And Gail Simone was watching my live and she was caught me and she was like, Hey girl, and you know, and asked me how I was doing. 
like, girl, you you watching me? <laughs> you uh, want to watch. Yeah. You know, and just um uh just so many amazing huge people in the industry. Uh um Diane Nelson, the 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 former uh CEO of DC Comics. Me and her have, have spoken on numerous times. She shared a lot of my beautiful soldier stuff. Just oh god, it's just been such a wonderful experience. Yeah. And shout out to Gail Simone too. I believe pretty sure is also a Sailor Moon fan. Oh, uh, she is. She is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I can't remember for sure, but I'm like yeah, Get, all right, yeah, yes. I just went through her tweets and she is. Get, <laughs> let me tell let me tell you the full circle part that I was talking to you about earlier. Um yeah. when I first got into comics eight years ago, I followed Gail Simone. I was uh I friended her on Facebook and everything. And for years, like two, three years, four years almost, I would send her things, you know, like well, probably probably like the first couple of years, I was sending her stuff, you know. Um, when you're a new creator or a new artist and you see somebody that's up in the mainstream and you just want any type of guidance, period. I, I was a rookie, you know, just want any, any type of anything she can give me to direct me in the direction that I need to go to better my art, better myself as a creator, a writer, all of that. And um, I never could get her attention. I never can get her to read my messages or message me back. And I understand, you know, she's a busy woman, you know. So I didn't take offense to it or anything. I understood. Especially now, since I get so many messages, I can't even keep up with them. <laughs> I can't keep up with them. I be feeling so, girl, I be feeling so bad. I be like, oh, my God, they've been messaging me. Sometimes people have to mention me three, four times before I can mention them back. Mm. And I remember that used to be me. And the full circle part. Yeah. Yeah, yes. And the full circle <laughs> part is um, seeing now how she shares a lot of my stuff. She comments on a lot of my stuff. I mean, God, it's just full circle. Just everything that I, that I saw in the beginning that I followed in the beginning is finally circling back around and doing the same thing with me. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve all of it. Thank you. Well, that's awesome though. Oh, it it's exciting. I love stuff like that. Thank it's you. It's so my, affirming. It, it is. It really is. My sister told me, my older sister told me today that she is so amazed to be able to sit, to be able to just witness the growth and see it. She told me today, she was like, it is so amazing just seeing and witnessing everything that you're going through and seeing, just seeing it happen. You know, and she, she was like, on this is on, she was speaking from like on the outside person looking in and just seeing everything that's going on. She said, she's literally seeing the growth in front of her eyes. And she was just so amazed. And, you know, that made me feel pretty good. Because my mom's not here to give me that, you know. So to get get it from my older sister is just so amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And you have two sisters, right? I do. I have two older sisters. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, are any of your other characters based on them? 
Um, <laughs> they 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 want some characters based off them, but mm, uh, sadly, sadly no. Creative um, but, integrity over yeah. nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my mom is uh, the character Nina is based off my mom. Oh, nice. Yeah, my mom's name was Nina. Mm. Yes, that's awesome. It is. So it's really nice to, um, and also to be able to just tribute my book to my mom as well. That's really nice too. Um, but yeah, Nina is based off my mom. And um, even though she has a, a small part in, in, in my first book, in this first book, however, uh, in book two, when that book comes out, which Ooh. I mean, it's really no use in talking about it because it's ain't even started on it yet but just to kind of let people know know it it will it will watch Um, out yeah uh it's really nice to to just see her in book one because i'm planting the seed for what's going to go on in book two and um i'm really excited though for people to just to meet my villains the elementals uh mother Mm -hmm. and the four generals i'm really excited for them to see mother and the Mm -hmm. four generals you see that other you see that you four see that generals I, oh, I already picked up uh, my ears like perked up i was like four generals huh <laughs> yes uh the four generals one of the general adonis the earth general is modeled mm-hmm. after the actor with that's on netflix's uh black summer show i don't know if you ever seen that show black summer on netflix I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Well, he's one of the main actors on there. They just got picked up for their second season. And um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, his name is Justin Chu Carey. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also a beautiful soldier sponsor for the book. And um, I model Adonis. When when you when you guys see the, see the character, he's modeled directly after Justin. And I'm really excited for people to see, to see Adonis and see how we handle him because Adonis is my male lead character um he's a villain right now but you know who knows that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) all these little breadcrumbs you drop in Um, yes yes I spoke to Justin uh last Mm -hmm. week and uh he's supposed to be getting some um some uh, meetings with some executive Netflix producers um, to Ooh. possibly try to pitch Beautiful Soldiers for a, a, a series uh, with Netflix. Ooh. So please pray for me. I'm probably talking yeah. so early and I should not be doing <laughs> it, but I cannot hold it in. <laughs> you know, speak into existence. You know, exactly. Rolling. Exactly. Don't listen back to this and be like, oh. <laughs> but it would be so amazing to have Justin play Adonis on the show. That is what I'm trying to do. See, that's another full circle thing I want to do. To see him mm-hmm. play the character that I model him after would just be a that would just be so amazing. That would be really cool. It well, would. I hope it happens for you. It's going to happen. Thank you. Um, and I have some fun questions. Um, what Sailor Scout do you think would be best at creating a comic book or opening a comic book store? Oh, that's a good one. Um, it, we can only choose one. We can choose multiple. Um, I think the best ones that would be good for that is 
uh, uh, Usagi and Minako. Mm, yeah. I think so, too, because they're both, like, big fans of, like, manga, too. They are. I think yeah. that they would be... Venus and us and Sailor Moon would be the best ones to, to do that. Yeah. Um, what's... What, um... Why do you think them? Um, mostly because uh, both of them are when it comes to manga and and stuff, they are in video, which all the girls have have shown the uh, the tendency to love the Sailor B video game, but mm-hmm. the only ones I've seen all, we've seen all the girls play the Sailor B video game, but the only scouts and the only soldiers we've ever seen, um. The only scouts we've ever seen actually play like other games besides that is Sailor Moon, Sailor Venus, and Haruka. You know, True. they play they played the racing game and or whatever, but I think I think Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus would be the best ones for that. Yeah. And they seem like they would be the ones that have the best personality to to give good customer service for those type of things. That's true. And I guess they have Ami to, to handle the books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and same question for your own characters. Um, let's see. Um Pow Wow, definitely, and Tara would be the best ones to to run a comic book store and manage it because both of them are into games and uh and and comics and art and stuff Mm, i like that okay well cool thank you for indulging me no (laughs) thank you that was a good question i love it yeah and what advice would you have for someone who either wants to get a big artist on their project um, write their own comic book or create their own comic book, really, because you write and draw. Um, yes. And, I mean, writing a comic book is also creating a comic book, but I just want to emphasize both. Um, and, um, or open their own comic book shop. Hmm. Okay. So, the advice I would give to starting your uh well doing your own comic or manga would be to first before you do anything and I stress this a lot on my social media sites to a lot of writers who possibly can't draw uh, or or even artists who 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 are trying to write get an editor that is the most one of the most important processes when it comes to creating comics and and, and manga. You need an editor. And not just any editor. Make sure you get your editor that's that's good because your editor is going to work with you. They're going to guide you. They're going to have brainstorming sessions with you. And then then a good editor is going to have a shit ton of artists and colorists and letterers to bring to you when you get to that stage of production. Get an editor. And then also another big big thing I would also tell uh, an upcoming creator or writer is 
don't get into this thinking that it's going to be easy because it's not. Um, when I got into comics, I had told myself that day, the very first day I said, I'm getting into comics. I knew that it was going to be a five to six year turnaround before I see any type of turnarounds on my investment. This was an investment that I put in for myself. I invested in myself and I was not expecting to see a turnaround on my investment until some years later. So that's the type of mind frame that you have to have. Unless you just go viral or some shit. <laughs> you know. But um but but yes. So um now as far as opening a store, um the best advice I can give any person who wants to start a comic book store is um that's a tough one. Um Get a good mentor. That's what I did before. That was the first step that I did. That's what I can say. The first thing that I did before I even spent one dime uh, doing anything for my store was that there was the owner. One of the shop that I did go to, that I was a, a, a very frequent customer at, I spoke with him. And he has guided me from the very beginning. I could not own any success to my store if it was not for him. He, and then on top of that, he had, his store has been open in my city for over 30 years. And I get customers today, like I just got a customer today that came to my store because he was at the other, my, my mentor store and my mentor told him to go check out my store and he did. He's telling all of his customers about it, all of my customers that are coming in. A lot of them have said that they came in because they heard about the store from him, which is which is just really amazing that he is not afraid to share customer base or he's not inferior or intimidated by another store at all. That is really great. It is. It is. Yeah. So that's one of the one of the first things that I would recommend is get you a good mentor. Talk to one of your local store store owners first to see if maybe one of them can take you under their wing and guide you because that's what he did. He helped me open up my accounts with all the d- distributors. He took me to downtown to go get my sales tax uh, number. <laughs> did all of that. And he made it seem so easy. And it was easy. And it was and he told me he was like, it's not hard. Right. And once I got That's the found awesome. Yeah, once I got the foundation set up, you know, everything else kind of just fell into place. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love that. Cause so many people would be like, Oh, I'm not gonna help them out. I'm not I don't want them to like lose my customers to them. But he's like, Yeah, go over there. Like, you know, there's plenty. Like, you can enjoy being over there. You can enjoy being over here. Like, people are always going to support both, especially when you have energy like that. That's awesome. That's right. And that's... And I tell a lot of people, one thing that people need to understand about the geek culture, the geek culture period, we will go to all the stores in our city because we know (laughs) that each store does not offer the same thing. Each store brings something different. You know? Yeah. Like most comic book people have... who go to comic book stores, they what? They shop all of them. Exactly. Like there's plenty. Like there's some days I want to go to one comic book store, some days I go to another comic book store. Like it's like you said, they have different stuff. 
you know, different people, different vibes. Like, there's plenty for room for everybody. Um, and then so, I think you said you watched the Everyone in the USA. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, so I think... They probably played the dub version, so you probably remember the Sailor Moon Says phrase at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like Sailor Moon Says. Yeah, so, I do. what would your phrase be? Sailor LaShawn Says. <laughs> um, Sailor LaShawn Says, um, don't, don't be afraid to follow your dreams. Um, yeah, there might come obstacles that you have to overcome and things that are going to get in your way but don't give up because the grass the grass is greener on the other side i love it that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was actually really fun <laughs> it is people always think so too so i'm glad that was so much fun oh i love that that was so much fun well wait wait what's next for you where can people find you (laughs) um okay well what's next for me is um you know i'm in the middle of the kickstarter and after the kickstarter comes out one of the biggest goals that i got for beautiful soldiers is to start uh shopping it to like uh, studios and streaming services. Mm-hmm. That's what I got next for Beautiful Soldiers, of course, as well as getting ready to start on book two. Uh, for my store, the Comics and Geeks brand, I am actually want, going to start going into um, prepping to get ready to create my own Comic Con. I recently announced mm-hmm. on my uh, Facebook page and my Instagram and I think my Twitter too, that I'm going to create my own convention. And this convention, of course, is going to, you know, uh, spotlight men as well, but it's definitely going to highlight female creators and female uh, uh, female artists in the industry. I love that so much. And especially, I meant to mention this before, but I love that, you know, you live in Alabama, so obviously that's where you created your comic book shop. But, you know, I think people we get so used to having comic book stores, especially comic book stores where like black people can be, you know, themselves and nerd out and, you know, have space. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, there is that, you know, in these other cities, but it's really cool to like have that in Montgomery as well. Cause I'm sure it is and that's needed. It is. It really is. And I'm happy that I was able to do this here in Montgomery, you know? So um, that's, those are some of the things that I have that I want to get started on next. Um, as far as the social medias and stuff, people can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is beautiful underscore soldiers, all lowercase. And um, Facebook, my name on Facebook is LaShawn Colvin, if you guys are on there. I also have uh, a Beautiful Soldiers fan page, Beautiful Soldiers graphic novel uh, for my fan page. And Twitter, which I am working so hard on getting my Twitter's following up. So I do post on there, not as much as I should, but I'm definitely going to start, um, you know, uh, working on that more. But my Twitter is team underscore beautiful and the number four. 
Awesome. And once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson. You can find me at Miss Old School. That's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the podcast, Sailor Moon Fan Club, at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And then we also have merch now. I'm going to remind you guys at Mooney'sClub.com. So if you want to check that out, there's some really cool stuff there. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And um, hopefully I'll I'll be able to talk with you guys again. Yeah, definitely. I always invite people back whenever I feel like people like, especially you, like you have so much going on. (laughs) You're already talking about doing a convention. So I know you're already going to have to come back and that ready to launch. (laughs) Yes, yes, I definitely will. And this was so much fun. And again, I really appreciate you having me on uh I, it was nice to be able to talk with all the other moonies and um yeah i'm looking forward to you guys you know checking out beautiful soldiers and hopefully you know giving it um giving it some love yeah yeah go support y'all for kickstarter it'll be linked in the um in the description of the podcast and also uh your comic book store i'll give tell people it's at 1264 perry hill road right yes did I get that that's right? right yes you did <laughs> right yes. i can use the internet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and so check that out if you're in the area definitely support the kickstarter and thanks so much for listening moonies